this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Welcome to Tuesdays at BM with Laika, where Business Mirror columnist Laika Balita shares with us her thoughts on life. For the text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for Laika Balita. For the print edition, please read Laika's column onwards every Tuesday in the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. When was the last time that you used the Pythagorean theorem? I've used it once outside the classroom, only once my entire life. Before the pandemic, I was in a mall. I was looking for a laptop case, but I left my laptop at home, so I asked my sister to take the dimensions. She gave me the height and the width. Apparently, laptop sizes are based on the diagonal measurement, so later, I asked her to get that too, to measure that, but she said that she was already busy and she jokingly told me to use the Pythagorean theorem instead. So long story short, I did the math and it worked, and I got my laptop case. If I told this story to my father, he'd probably get all smug, you know, that I told you so look, since I always argued with him about the academic system, him being a doctor of education, and me being a classic, opinionated eldest daughter. I always said that I'll never use the Pythagorean theorem in my life. I grew up frustrated with the old-school academic system in the Philippines. I had questions about the effectiveness and practicality of the traditional methods and content when it came to school. Did the prescribed reading materials even encourage reading? Do we really need to memorize all those dates, the years? Also, why does the third grader need to memorize all the logos of local government units in NCR? It's almost final exam season, so here's something more relevant. Do final exams make sense? So we have almost half a year of graded recitations, activities, and projects. But a bulk of a student's grades, they depend on one final exam. And this tends to be error-based, and it often favors those with more privilege and stronger memories. So, you can excel in everything, but if you fail the final exam for some reason, like, I don't know, something pandemic-related, for instance, and your grades, they plummet. They put critical scholarships and dean's list eligibility at risk. And this bothers me, because the academe teaches perfectionism which is neither that practical or even necessary in reality. In reality, where mistakes are bound to happen, and they're often not fatal. Now, grades have become more important than actual education, just compliance, grades, getting it right. This system breeds obedience, and it kills creativity. So we usually end up with demotivated right-brainers and very anxious left-brainers. So this system ignores the significant impact of privilege, first of all. Privilege does not only mean faster gadgets, access to all the required educational materials, and even private tutors. This also means more time and mental space for studying rather than taking care of financial or family matters. And to the super, super rich, this also means good connections to universities and job opportunities. Then the privileged attribute all these achievements to personal hard work since supposedly we all have the same 24 hours, when in reality, the privileged have 24 hours 
plus extra help, while others scramble for free time. This system also ignores the fact that we learn better from mistakes. We remember answers to which our professors have gently corrected us, and these stick better than the answers that we got right. So why not give a chance at redemption, considering that the whole point of learning is to educate rather than to give grades? When a student makes a mistake and the teacher corrects, the student learns, and the object of learning is achieved. The student has learned. So why punish the student who literally just learned something? And of course, there are instances when mistakes can actually be fatal, like in the medical field. But is the irredeemable punishment necessary for, let's say, grade schoolers? I don't say this because I'm bad at exams and traditional assessments. I'm actually really, really good at them. And this translates as smart and deserving of honors to the academe. When in truth, my short-term memory is just very compatible with the current system. Most of my batchmates are way more intelligent, retentive, and creative than I am. But the system favors test-taking skills more than actual knowledge. I study professors and exam patterns more than content. But the checkers don't know that. They just see the answers, they give high marks, and they conclude effective content comprehension. They assume that I understood the lesson. And maybe it's the whole working smart rather than working hard technique, but it defeats the content education portion of the learning process. Thankfully, today there are more innovative and empathetic professors who explore new methods that work, especially on the younger generation of students. These new teachers understand that non-fatal mistakes are okay and they don't have to be punished. They also reward creativity and not just memorization skills. In some schools, their curriculum includes life skills such as CV creation and entrepreneurship. So although this new breed of teachers and the new curriculum, they can no longer fix everything ingrained in the pre-2010 students, at least the next generations have greater chances of better mental health, encouraged creativity, and effective practical education. So good for them. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.